Welcome to Perennials, a podcast about growing up, getting wise, and trying to live a good life. I'm Victoria Russell. Here we are in September, which is actually Perennials' birthday month. It was September 8th of 2018 that I put out the first episode of Perennials three years ago, and I talked to my aunt Cheryl Paul about the wisdom of anxiety in that first episode. And since then, I've put out 70 episodes of Perennials. I've talked to, I think, about 50 guests. I did a spinoff book club podcast where I read Anne of Green Gables chapter by chapter and shared reflections on the book, sometimes with a guest. And Cheryl and I even created a podcast together that I co-host with her called Gathering Gold. Also in the time since I started Perennials, I moved out of my parents' house and into my first apartment with a friend. Then my boyfriend moved in with me, and now we live together, and I'm keeping houseplants alive for the first time and sometimes bringing them back to life after a few weeks of neglect, but still something I I never really thought I could do. (laughs) There's definitely been a lot of shifts that I can feel within myself and in my external circumstances, in my circle of friends, you know, who are, a lot of them are making big career moves or getting their PhDs or getting married, buying a house, having a baby. It's a lot of, of shifts in the, in the late 20s into the early 30s. And 30 definitely looms large as a big growing up marker. And that's why I wanted to mark this occasion on the show We still get a lot of messaging about what you should accomplish by this point and what makes you a real adult. And I often feel a bit behind. I haven't checked off a lot of the boxes that many people think about when they think of what you are, quote unquote, supposed to do or be by the time you're 30. But that's also not totally an accident. Some of it for me is fear that has kept me from certain commitments and decisions and steps, but some of it is circumstances and discernment and patience, and some of it is me being really identified with being like a 20-something just trying to figure things out and kind of hiding behind, (laughs) well, I'm just in my 20s and I I don't know yet, Um, and some of it is just me going at my own pace, and all of that is okay. To be honest, I don't feel all that different from how I did at 29 years and 364 days. And if I'm really honest, I'm pretty burnt out from this pandemic. I was already struggling with depression in a much bigger way than I had before when the pandemic started. So my mental health has definitely taken a hit from the constant worry and the isolation and from being a really risk-averse person with health anxiety even before the pandemic, who's trying to figure out how to engage with the world now. And um, I really can't separate turning 30 from turning 30 during a pandemic. So I am more grateful than ever to have some amazing people to turn to for support as I'm walking through this threshold, which feels less like a single doorway and more like a kind of lawn hallway, or maybe a patch of forest that I'm walking through slowly as I'm entering into my 30s. So for this episode, I reached out to previous perennials guests, and I asked them to leave me a voicemail reflecting on this milestone of turning 30. I gave them a few questions and and asked them to just reflect on one of them. 
you know, what's something that they had to grieve or were really grateful for or something they were letting go of as they were leaving their 20s and entering into their 30s? What's something they wish they could tell their 30-year-old self? What's something that they did enjoy or are enjoying about the decade of their 30s? Or what's something that they would suggest holding close during the third decade of life? I am so grateful to the following people in the order that you will hear them. Ona Gritz, Danica Brown, Mallory Mortellaro, Catherine Gilmartin, Melissa Adamo, Zoe Gillis, Andy Feldman, Jessica Gaeta, Alex Barron, Lauren Roberts, Sarah Kessner, Maya Sanyal, Karen Florence, Megan DeBoer, Heather Tynan, and Lily Percy. I'm really lucky to have connections with these people and to call them friends. They are so kind, compassionate, thoughtful, intelligent, and I cherish these reflections that I'm about to share with you. They made me cry. They live in me, and I think about them every day, and I feel so held by them. And I want to say thank you also to you listening. You are a gift. I've made friends through this podcast. I've cherished every conversation I've had with every person who's emailed me or messaged me on Instagram, and I'm just really, really grateful. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Victoria. It's Ona Gritz. Happy 30th birthday. Welcome to a new decade. So I've been thinking about <laughs> what my thoughts are and were about being 30. And what I remember most specifically is that it was kind of a relief to turn 30 because of the pressure I felt, at least in my 20s, to be happy and to be happy in a very specific way. Um, I remember being in my 20s and reading a book at a library and thinking, this is not how I should be spending my time, even though I was having a wonderful time. I had this notion that I should be out there and I should be with people and I should be meeting new people and, I don't know, just having new experiences all the time. And somehow when I turned 30, I I came to understand that happiness could look like however it looked like. The things that made me happy uh, were mine to choose. And that pressure of you know, this is the best time of your life. <laughs> kind of, kind of turned off a, a little, or the volume went lower, and and I got to decide for myself what made me joyful. So I wish that for you. I wish you a really, really joyful year and decade, and may it be one of your own making. Lots of love. Hey, Victoria! Happy birthday! I hope you had a really wonderful thirtieth birthday. It's Danica, in case you couldn't tell. Something that I was glad to leave behind from my 20s was just this huge, overwhelming sense of uncertainty about what's in front of me. Now, don't get me wrong, I still massively struggle with anxiety and uncertainty, but I feel like in my 30s, I have more of a sense of agency over how I create my future and feeling much more 
comfortable with that than I ever have before. And so even though there's a grieving process around, you know, I mean, we talked about this and we did our podcast episode, but things that I might not have experienced, you know, did I make the most of my 20s? Did I make the most of being uh, young in inverted commas? (laughs) Because, you know, of course, 30 is still young. But that's done now. Like the 20s is done. We're leaving that behind and we're moving on and deciding, okay, this is the path that I'm on. This is the path that I'm chosen. I've chosen not to say that you can't change your path at any point, but I'm feeling much more confident about this is the path that I've chosen and how am I going to work with that? How am I moving forward with that? I feel like just a lot more comfortable with that than I did in my 20s or at least my late 20s. I hope you felt something similar or will feel something similar. Bye. Hey, Victoria, it's Mallory. Something that I thought about is just the fact that I feel a lot of things that I've done in my 20s when people have praised me for them. It's sort of have you know, tagline of, and you're so young, you know. For example, you know, my husband and I bought, you know, a pretty nice house when we were 25. And it was, you know, kind of everyone being like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you guys bought this house. You're so young. Oh, my gosh, you guys have a house? No one I know already has a house, right? And it's sort of, it's success, but then it's also like, and you did this at such a young age. And I feel like getting into your 30s, there's like less of those things, you know, where you're supposed to be a little more established and a little, I don't know, more accomplished. So I feel like you start to lose some of that. And I mean, it's just, it's not something I even feel like super like upset about or anything. It's just something I've sort of noticed. So <laughs> that's, that's my big insight. Hello, it's me, Catherine. I am driving home right now from your house. Um, okay, so I am mostly going to talk about struggle. <laughs> I feel like my 20s as a whole were filled with a lot of struggle uh, and a lot of lows. My 20s were about sort of identifying and figuring out the hard way uh, and through failure what the areas are in my life that I most need to work on and the things about myself that are um, weak areas and that uh, I, I need to to put work into and and just be able to identify what those things are, at least. And I feel like my 30s are about actually putting those things into practice and doing the work and doing what's necessary to actually make those changes. And the epiphany that I've kind of had recently and it was well-timed as I enter my 30s, was realizing that nobody's going to come save me from myself and nobody's going to do any of that work for me. And so I think my 30s will be about um, actually putting these things into practice, doing the work, now that I have learned enough about myself to know what work there is to do. The other really unfortunate thing that I'm realizing is that not only do I have to now 
do all of the work on myself, but that in doing that work, it has to come from a place of loving yourself and doing those things for yourself because you know that you're worthy of it and you're worthy of being happy and that uh, you deserve to have good things and a happy life and, like, all those things that will come from doing that work. And that's, like, a really tough one for me personally to (laughs) know that I can't be doing this work on myself from a place of shame and guilt and bad feelings. I have to do the work because I love myself. And that's, that's really tough for me. And I'm certainly not there yet at all. But I at least, I think, know that that is the truth. And now that's my job to sort of do everything I can to make that happen. And so that's what I hope that my 30s will be about. there's something I tell myself on my 30th birthday, it would be to be patient and kind to myself. But I know my newly 30-something self would probably roll my eyes at future self and say, yeah, 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 right, I know, but just tell me when. When I'm going to have a full-time job, when I'm going to get married, when I'm going to own my own place. And right now, I can answer some of those questions for past self, and some are still unanswered. But regardless of those actual answers of when, since everyone's questions would be different when they turn 30, I started to consider time and how we mark it. Our 20s have a lot of change crammed into it. It's a decade of time, right? Think about that. It kind of blew my mind when I framed it that way. So a lot of stuff is going to happen in such a long period, right? I certainly lost sight of that in my 20s. It was hard to recognize how much time and growth happens in a decade and thus how much can still happen in the next one. We wouldn't expect a one-year-old to be as developed as a 10-year-old. We wouldn't expect a 10-year-old to lead their own life like that of a 20-year-old. There's a lot of pressure on us in our 20s because we are marking it as adulthood. At one, walking and talking seem like a given for most of us, but as we grow up, nothing is really a given anymore, and yet we still expect everything to be a given. From 20 to 30, many people hit a lot of life milestones, school, job, home, marriage, kids. And as a result, our 20s become a time of comparison and thus anxiety around those comparisons. Even though we are changing and growing in many different beautiful and scary ways, we lose sight of all we've done or experienced or learned already. And instead, we just see what we should have become by now or learned already. I was hung up on timelines and milestones, so stressed over the ones I wasn't hitting that it was hard to see all the ones I did. And I don't say that now to start counting out milestones Although for me, that was kind of helpful, but in case for others, it adds pressure. Maybe we just need to reconsider what a milestone is, right? A milestone for me in my 20s could be not getting into PhD programs, just as much as it was finishing my bachelor's or my master's degree programs. It could be the years I spent saving up my money and planning to move out. It doesn't just have to be when I moved out. It's all the steps in between. We first learn to pick up our head, and then there's the crawling or the scooting, and then there's walking, and then there's running. So yes, the message is to be patient and kind to myself because I already did so much, even when I think I didn't. 
And sure, newly turned 30 me would probably still roll my eyes, but hey, I was new to being 30, so I should give myself a break because I think that's what I like about my 30s uh, much more, right? Is that it feels a little calmer. It feels like I can own where I am more because, right, uh, as you know, we never stop growing up or getting wise and learning to live a good life anyway. So happy birthday, Victoria. Welcome to your 30s. Hey, Victoria, this is Zoe, and I just want to say happy 30th birthday. So exciting. Uh, I was thinking over my 20s and transitioning into my 30s, and in my 20s, I went out a lot. I went to a lot of festivals. I was definitely more focused on friends and being social, and sometimes I miss all that wild fun. It was definitely a good time, but I also have thoroughly enjoyed my 30s. I'm 38 now. And when I turned 30, I really focused more on my career as a therapist and leading wilderness retreats and got into meditation and mindfulness. And I think one of my favorite things about being in my 30s is the way in which my confidence has grown. And I just feel so much more grounded in who I am. And actually in our conversation where we were talking about holding space, there was a moment where you talked about having this wave of fear. And I still have huge waves of fear and sadness or get stuck in old patterns. But those waves just don't grip me in the same way that they used to. They just don't have the same power. And I feel so such a greater trust for my ability to, you know, navigate those storms and different weather. And actually, speaking of waves, I went surfing um, for the first time just the other week, and it was so much fun. And I get that from my mom, who started boogie boarding in her 60s. And so my hope is that it just keeps getting better. That's definitely been my experience so far. And I hear women who say that when they get to 50, then they really don't care, like, what people think, and they totally feel confident in who they are. So I wish you an amazing decade, and thank you so much for inviting me to leave this message. All right. Hope you're well. Bye. Hey, Victoria. This is Andy. So as I've gotten older and entered my 30s, I've slowed down in terms of how many things I can do, whether I'm more tired or afraid of hurting my body or just not having the time to do everything I used to as I've gotten more responsibilities at home and work. So in some ways, it's been hard to find ways to use that same energy that I have, but at the same time, slowing down has been good and made me reevaluate the things I actually want in my life. I think my 20s were about building my life around my social life to try to fit in as much as I could, you know, trying to do lots of things, watch all the cool new TV shows, and just experience a lot as a way of, I think, kind of like building a social checklist of sorts that I could use as a way to both meet a lot of people and also have lots of things to talk about with people. Um, And now through those things, I've kind of, settled a lot of the major questions that you would 
ask of yourself in your 20s, I think, of, like, who your friends are, where I work, things like that. So my 30s are less about trying to put myself out there and more about cutting back the things that I put into my life that don't serve me anymore. So that's not to say I'm not still working on a lot of the same issues I had in my 20s because they're still there, but now I'm coming at them from a moment in my life that's perhaps a bit more stable, you know, obviously not including the pandemic and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, That's all I got, so thanks. I'll talk to you later. Hi, Victoria. This is Jessica Gata, and I am calling to first and foremost wish you a very happy 30th birthday. Um, Welcome to your 30s. One of the things that I think that I've really grieved leaving my 20s is the ability to digest lactose. To all of you out there in your 30s who are still able to do that, you're highly blessed. But for some of us, that was that was a hard transition. But I think in a more serious note, something that I really enjoy about my 30s is feeling like I truly know myself, my values, my wants, and my goals more than I did in my 20s. And going along with that, I'm not afraid to say no to things that don't um, align to that you know, entire idea of of what I want to do. And what I really love about that is it allows me to spend more time with the people that I really want to be with or doing the things that I enjoy. Um, And that's really given me a sense of liberation um, in my 30s. So, um, again, happy birthday. I'm so happy that you um, included me in this celebration um, and wishing you a wonderful year ahead. Bye. Hi, Victoria. It's Alex. Happy birthday. Welcome to your 30s. This is an awesome way to celebrate, and thanks for including me in this. Something that uh, I, I used to say all the time with work, this line of experience is the only thing you get after you need it, but this is the time we can still need it and use it. And all of life's experiences up to this point brings this new confidence of being able to handle things and say no to things or opt into things that we wouldn't have and um, really enjoy things in a different way. And along with your 30s comes additional perspective. For me, it was always just a number. It really didn't mean anything. And I still kind of feel that way because uh, maybe it's because I act like a child a lot, but um, it doesn't have to come with with a lot of the negatives that people think. It's really about new opportunities for yourself. and, And that's how I always thought about it. So enjoy your 30s. You've got plenty of time in them left. Happy birthday, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. This is Lauren Roberts, and I love the question of what would I tell my 30-year-old self. Um, it wasn't so long ago that I was 30. I'm 33 now. But that year was really wild for me. That was when I got sober. I left a long-term relationship. I moved from New York back to Indiana to get my life back together. And I think what I back then would have most needed to hear was it's okay to let go and just allow things to unfold. First of all, you can't control most of it anyway, and trying to control it is actually what's causing a lot of your issues right now. Um, That relationship isn't something that you're going to be able to fix on your own. Getting sober isn't something temporary. Staying in New York isn't going to be worth it. And so many bigger, more beautiful, more abundant, more loving things are on their way to you when you just get out of the way. 
And I also think that most of us are definitely trained in this culture not to believe that. Um, we try to go with what feels safe and our logical minds, which are so important in so many ways, uh, tend to get in the way in these moments of a lot of transition. So I would just remind myself that I've been through a lot in those 30 years. I've made it out the other side and I'm going to make it out the other side of this too. Thanks for offering this, Victoria. Hi, Victoria. This is Sarah Kessner. I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast. And what really resonated with me was your question, what would you say to your 30-year-old self if you could talk to her or something you wish she knew? And immediately a quote came to mind from Maya Angelou, who said, forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. And um from there, I would say to my 30-year-old self, that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to change course if a career path is no longer resonating with you. That creativity is really important to you no matter what. Keep cultivating that part of yourself and making it a priority. And this is a big one that I would love to remind my 30-year-old self. You have time. You have time. As a highly sensitive person, I tend to be um, always feeling like I'm running out of time. And then I put a lot of pressure on myself. And the the reminder, you have time, is really helpful. You don't have to have it all figured out yet. There's no finish line in adulthood where everything all falls into place and you feel like you're done learning. Please keep learning keep growing, keep exploring. You're not behind. You're right where you're supposed to be. Sometimes a dream not working out is the best thing because when you're able to let it go, all these other doors open up to you. Different worlds of possibility that you are blind to because of the tunnel vision you've held. The best is yet to come. Trust that. And lastly, I would love to tell my 30-year-old self, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of how far you've come. I'm proud of how much you've learned. I love you so much, and you are worthy just as you are in this moment. Also, finally, you are beautiful. Enjoy and celebrate that beauty, both inside and out. Hi, Victoria. This is Maya. If there's one thing I would tell my 30-year-old self when I was starting my 30th year, it would be to find one meditation practice, because there are so many, but find one and practice it well and practice it deeply for the next 10 years. If I could go back and do one thing differently in my third decade of life, it would be focusing on training my mind to work with me and for me rather than 
sometimes getting in the way because it is such a powerful tool. But as with any untrained tools, it could be more of a barrier than an effective support system. Um, one of the things I deeply enjoyed about being in my 30s was I started coming into my own. And that is something that has continued and gotten stronger. But I remember turning 30, 31, 32, and feeling the shift deep in my bones where I could believe more in myself and my voice. And that didn't mean I had to speak it any louder, but it was a lot easier to trust myself and be okay with who I was becoming, what I was thinking, decisions I were making. And that is an absolute gift uh, that only gets better as you get older. So enjoy the 30s and know that you are coming into your own that the problems become clearer, if not the solutions, and create a mindfulness practice of some sort that's going to be your friend and your support system throughout. Bye. Thank you, Victoria, for reaching out to me to share in this most special occasion of your birthday. Um, and what I'd like to comment on is what I would like to say to my 30-year-old self. I would remind her of all the wonderful things that she can do for people, how to care for them, how to be a part of their lives, how to be supportive, and to be generous and forgiving. But the one thing I could, you would never be able to do is really to make somebody happy. That's not our job. Only each person can make their own selves happy. We can't do that for them. So don't even try. I'd also remind her to be patient with herself and with others, that there's always good things in front of her, and that forgiveness goes a long way to ourselves and for others, and to spend each day thinking of one or two things that we're grateful for. Gratitude goes a long way and lifting ourselves up and seeing a better place. So always be grateful and be your best self. Thanks, Victoria, and happy birthday. Hello, Victoria. This is Megan, uh, and thank you for including me in this beautiful project for your 30th year. And when I'm thinking about my 30-year-old self, what I would love to tell her, what I wish I would have heard from my future self at that time, is to just be so much more curious and trusting about myself and really honoring uh, my interests and my desires and trusting that they would naturally lead to the unfolding of my own uh, most beautiful life rather than spending so much time caught up in questioning, questioning, questioning what my purpose was, um, if I was on the right track, and really looking for those external um, 
pillars of validation, and I really wish I had slowed down and just enjoyed so much more about that decade of my life that I'm finding now in my in my later 40, 40 years. <laughs> so that's what I wish I had trusted more and been more curious about at that time in my life. And and that is what I wish for anyone listening who is entering into their next uh, decade of life. All right. Happy birthday and take care. Hi, Victoria. This is Heather Tynan calling with some reflections around turning 30 and hitting big milestone birthdays in general. I was going through a lot of personal transitions around my 30th birthday, not having to do with my birthday, but just life circumstances in general. And I was grateful for some extra graces I was noticing were dropping into my life right around that time of turning 30. During this transition, which was a stressful one for me, I noticed increased ability to see the situation from a broader perspective and what felt like a better ability to stay grounded and look ahead with trust. While hard to articulate the little things I felt during that time exactly, in a word I have to say I just felt more wise. My advice is to try to release expectations of what you think a birthday or age should be. Being open, rather, will help you notice and receive exactly what's meant for you. I truly trust that you are just where you're meant to be on your journey and always will be. Hi, Victoria. This is your friend, Lily. And it's a Sunday morning here in Minneapolis, and it is beautiful, and the sun is shining, and I'm thinking of you and wishing you happy birthday, happy 30th birthday, which thus far has been my favorite birthday, I have to say. Thinking about the 30s as I actually turned 40 in my next birthday, um, reflecting on what it is that I wish that I knew going into that 30th birthday and that I wish for you as well. And I think the thing that I would tell my 30-year-old self is trust yourself. Trust that you have everything that you need within you. I think so much of my 20s was spent worrying about what other people thought of me, what other people expected, trying to please other people. It was focused on everyone else. And the joy of my 30s has been realizing that it's not selfish to focus on myself. It's not inappropriate or vain or egotistical. In fact, the years that I spent focusing on others was a way of avoiding a lot of the issues that I carried and a lot of the beautiful gifts as well that I needed to spend time, as Oprah says, in the stillness to be able to discover. I wish you that stillness and I wish you that knowledge that you have everything you need already within yourself and that you are loved and you love and that you are this amazing, kind, intelligent, whole person just as you are and that there's nothing you need from anyone else in order to be that. So I'm sending you hugs from Minneapolis and I look forward to talking again soon and one day, (laughs) one day, hopefully getting to meet in person. Bye. 
I like to ask guests at the end of Perennials episodes what's something that they're learning about or growing into lately. So I thought I'd just pop in here at the end to reflect on that question myself. And I think something that I'm learning about and growing into is what it means to be at home or to create a home for myself in my body, in who I am, in my relationships, and then also in my actual physical home. And what do I want that to be and feel like and look like? I realized that I want to embody a value of hospitality in my life as I grow up. And hospitality kind of sounds like a clinical word almost, like you can major in hospitality. But I think about how being a hospitable person is is about physical space. It's about welcoming people in, whether it's welcoming refugees into your country or your neighborhood or welcoming friends, new friends, old friends, family into your home. And it's a very internal and external thing. I want to be able to make a meal for people, to make people feel comfortable, but I also want to be able to help nourish people and make people feel comfortable on an internal level too. So in the interest of all of that and also just trying to have a little bit of fun, I threw myself a birthday party for the first time ever for my 30th birthday. I had vaccinated friends in the backyard and I had so much help, especially with food from my friends. And it was so nice to see all of them and to gather. And because it was a stretch for me, it was kind of uncomfortable too. Like I was worried about things going well. I I was worried about whether people were having fun or not. I was kind of self-conscious about myself, whether I was being a good enough host. And the next day, I was so overwhelmed by all of it, including, you know, having a small gathering during the pandemic when I've been extremely cautious the whole time and have not been around people all that much. And my inner critic was really loud, like, oh, you didn't do a good enough job. People didn't have enough fun. You didn't make people comfortable enough. And then the inner critic of, oh, why can't you just enjoy things? Why can't you just relax and have fun and not worry so much and not be so worried about other people's experience? I just cried so hard the day after the party. And all of that to say that I got through it. I did enjoy so many parts of the party. I was so grateful to my friends for being there and so touched that they were there I also was able to manage those feelings that came up and I learned from the experience and I feel better able now to have other gatherings in the future. And it's important to me because I I have a tendency to isolate myself because sometimes it feels like, well, the safest thing is just to isolate. Obviously, talking about isolation during a pandemic is really complicated, but I'm talking about something that predates the pandemic, a tendency to isolate myself out of social anxiety, depression, all types of anxiety, shame, not feeling good about myself, not feeling safe for different reasons and on different levels. And it can make my world really small and kind of self-absorbed. And that's not how I want to be or how I want to live. 
And I need to practice and I want to practice letting people in and practicing doing something even if it's uncomfortable and it would be so much easier to just not do it because it's like, well, why why deal with the worry and the self-consciousness and the inner critic and all of that? But I think it's those small choices that I have to keep practicing because it's just easier and easier for me to isolate myself and to just do the thing that feels more comfortable, especially as I get older and I do have more control over my choices and my space. It's really easy for me to choose the thing that just feels easy. So that was more than I meant to say, but that's what I'm learning about and growing into. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Perennials Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. You can follow along on Instagram at perennialspodcast or send me an email at perennialspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. The song you're hearing now is I Orbit a Moon by Paul Finn. I pray to